Hi, it's your host Nadia Meli, and I'm delighted to bring you a new episode of The Flow Insider. Today's guest is Chanel French, a talented, multifaceted creative. She's a photographer and a UX designer from Atlanta, and I first found her through her beautiful self-portraits on Instagram. She's also a great writer, and I do recommend checking out her blog if you love reading. In this episode, we talk about life in 2020, for one. Of course, how could we ignore that? Because it has changed all of our lives, and it has impacted how we do creative work. But amongst other things, today Chanel shares her insight and advice on self-portraits. Because of generation selfies, self-portraits can sometimes be viewed as narcissistic, but really there's a huge difference between a simple selfie and a self-portrait. And the difference is the intention. A self-portrait requires a lot more effort, reflection, and often serves as a tool for a specific purpose. That could be building self-confidence, telling a story, celebrating and documenting yourself at a certain moment in life, as well as improving and polishing your craft as a photographer. So self-portraits can really be a powerful means to an end. If you've ever considered doing a self-portrait project or have explored it even during lockdown, maybe for the first time, just like me, but you felt somewhat weird about sharing it because you didn't want to appear self-obsessed, let this be your sign to do it. We're diving into this topic with the amazing Chanel today and we explore the impact a self-portrait can have on someone as well as the logistics, concepts, the mindset when planning a self-portrait shoot because taking self-portraits may sound simple but actually it requires quite a bit of preparation, work and thought. I hope you have a lot of fun with this one and it sparks some inspiration for you. You're listening to Floy Insider, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs who want a fresh perspective on business, communication, and art. Hi, Chanel. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> or good good afternoon, I guess. Uh, it's, now... it's, it's the transition between morning and afternoon, so we'll go with either one. Perfect. You're in Atlanta, right? Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Of course. Thank you for inviting me to do this. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Um, I love your work ever since I found it on Instagram. And uh, I love what you share. It's just visually so beautiful. Uh, And I was really excited to talk to you. By the way, what is that cute face in the background? (laughs) Can you see my dog? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's my dog. He's a Yorkie. He just got groomed today, so he looks like fresh and brand spanking new, but yeah. So cute. My little cutie pie. Yeah. Oh, that is so adorable. Oh, I, Thank I, okay. you. I have to focus on on you instead now and not look at the dog. Oh, sorry. I didn't. My name oh. is covering him, so I didn't even know you could see him back then. No, no, no. That's that's totally fine. It's it's nice seeing both of you. Um, how are you feeling? How are you today? Today, um, oh my God, um, you know, I'm pretty good. It's a Monday, so usually Mondays are like up in the air whether it's gonna be a good start to the week or like ugh, another work week. But so far, it's good. So yeah. far. I'm just really excited to chat and to get to know more about your work. Um, can you give us a brief history of Chanel <laughs> uh, for people who sure. don't know you? Like, what have you been up to so far? Sure. Um, so just as a brief history, I guess um, I've kind of been a creative 
all my life. It's just been through different mediums. Mm. So I don't know. I find myself being like a, um, a sporadic or like I have this tendency to get obsessed with something really obsessed for a short period of time. And then I kind of like move on to another thing. So for a while it was like jewelry making was my thing. Okay. And then scrapbooking was my thing for a while. Um, I was into writing poetry for a while. And so, um, yeah, I've always kind of been a creative that dabbled into various things, mm. but I guess photography has kind of been something that has always been around. Like I've always had a camera. I've always been the one of my friends that's like taking all the pictures and yeah. posting them and sharing them. Um, and then when I got my first DSLR, I think like five or six years ago, I took it more serious because it's a DSLR. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's expensive. Like you spend thousands of dollars, so you're like, oh, let me learn how to like use this thing for real. Um, and so yeah, that's kind of when I started getting serious about learning photography and being more intentional. Mm -hmm. um, and so yeah, since then I've been, I guess, photographing like professionally or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I did read one of your blog posts the other day. Um, mm -hmm that that was talking about like a little bit of your journey and it was called am i inspiring or am i still inspiring i think oh yeah, yeah, yeah. um and in that one you said and that really resonated with me um because for different reasons i've i also like struggle to just define myself by one thing and mm -hmm. and you said you mentioned in that blog post uh I'm not Chanel the photographer. Like I'm not just yeah. that one thing. That's just one part of many. What inspired that blog post specifically? Ooh, uh, good question. Um, because I feel like, you know, when Instagram first started years and years ago, I, I don't even know. It started at least 10, I started Instagram at least 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, it was just this fun little thing. Like you snap random pictures and you share them. And I had like, 14 followers that were like my closest friends who so, had Instagram yep. too at the time. Yep. And so it wasn't super serious. Um, and then around that time, I guess, or, or within the time I had Instagram, I started taking photography more seriously. And so naturally what I shared on Instagram um, kind of followed my journey as a photographer and becoming more serious and sharing my portrait work and all of that stuff. Um, but then I feel like what happened as a result of that is that people started to put me into the box of Chanel, the photographer yeah. when yeah. to me, I'm so much more than that. I have a personality outside of photography. I have interests outside of photography mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I want to share those things because I like to share parts of myself, but people who only know me from Instagram or who, who only, um, yeah, who only know me from following me on Instagram, yeah. I think that's all I'm about. Yeah. And so now I find myself in a place of, um, feeling boxed in and feeling like, well, if I'm not sharing photography, do people still want to mm -hmm. hear from me? Do mm -hmm. people still want to know what I'm interested in? Um, And so, yeah, that's kind of the space I'm navigating or I've been navigating lately. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I totally get that. And, and you do, well, your bio says you are a photographer and a UX designer, mm -hmm. right? Which yeah. is which is a web designer. Sorry for my <laughs> ignorance. You. No, no, no. 
it's okay. Anytime I say UX designer, other people who are like UX designers or product designers, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, I know what that is. But anybody outside of that is like, what? What do you? What is that? What do you? What is enlighten me? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Even my mom the other day, she was like, people ask me what you do, and I'm like, I don't know. I told them to Google it because I don't know what you do, and I'm like, okay, it's fair (laughs) enough, mom. Um, But yeah, a UX designer, in the simplest terms, um, we basically design products. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, but we we do it through different, like there are different things we have to take into consideration. So we do like user research. So whoever um, the user is of a product, we do user research. And then we also do um, research for the business who um, owns the product or who makes the product. Mm -hmm, And then mm -hmm. we basically marry all of that information in order to inform the designs we do for the product. And that's, that's it. I was so far off from that. No, it's okay. I'm so sorry. I have no idea why I thought it was related to websites. Completely. <laughs> it, well, it, it, it can involve websites. If the sure, website is the product, then it can involve that. Yeah, sure. but that's, yeah. That's, a, that's very elaborate. That's a lot of, um, that's a lot of elements like, um, is, to, yeah. to consider. That sounds really exciting. Yeah, there's so many ways for a creative to express creativity and their inspiration and like, not not just one channel of like expressing that for some people it is maybe um that's great for them (laughs) if that happens to be that but it's not for it's not for all of us and i just the other day got a dm about that from someone who was informing me that they were unfollowing me because they didn't enjoy that i was sharing so many different things like why am i not sticking to one thing like i used to why am i sharing all these different things photography and writing and podcasts and talking about politics and talking about activism and this and that it's too many things just stick to one lane to one thing and i'm like bye (laughs) right that is so that's so bold and almost um I'm sorry to this person. I don't. I mean, I, I don't know if they're this, but that's like a bit of entitlement to someone oh, yeah. else's life. To yeah. like, you have to stay within these rigid constructs yeah. that I want yeah. you to stay within. It's like I'm a mm. multifaceted mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. and I find that a lot of creatives, like a lot of creatives, are actually good at a multitude of creative things if they take the time to explore. So I don't know. I think that's a bit unfair to tell somebody like, oh, you have to stay, just Mm. share these things that Mm. I like. Like, Mm. okay, just unfollow quietly. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) I guess though that on social media, especially people are like they follow someone for one specific reason often. And then they, they count on that content. Like, that's what they want to see. And obviously, there are a lot of accounts on, on Instagram, for example, who do just one thing or they show just one thing, right? Yeah. Um, and then I feel like people forget when they follow people like that, that that is a human. <laughs> it's not because they only see that one thing. And they, they kind of forget this is a human. This is not a machine. They're not yeah. just producing a product and content for me. They are actually yeah. a human. And as you said, not, not, I'm not just that one thing. I'm so many things and I am so layered and I refuse to be one dimensional 
on social media. I understand that sometimes that helps to be one di yeah. more one-dimensional on social media, but I just can't. That's fair, um, but it's just the messaging you to tell you, like, <laughs> I'm leaving. It's like, okay, it's this isn't a party. You didn't have to let me know. You could have just, like... Exactly. <laughs> see you somewhere else on the World Wide Web. I, yeah, like, have, it, I guess it's... <laughs> I guess, I don't know, social media etiquette that people don't I don't know I don't know what it is but um yeah. it, it was it was all kind of in the same um time when I when I read your post and I was like gosh yes I think this is like I have to write about this as well this is so so good this is so so true so thanks for the inspiration as well <laughs> I'm glad it resonated with, with you that makes me happy so much um and one of your avenues of self-expression which um, we wrote about before um, recording was, is self-portraits. And I'd love to explore that a little bit and like hear about when did you start that? Was that always a thing? Did you start that in lockdown? What do those self-portraits mean to you personally? Why do you take them? Is that simply because, oh, there's lack of people I can shoot, so I'll just do that on myself? Or is there, uh -huh. is there something else behind it? Um, well, it definitely started out as, uh, I don't want to keep bothering people. Like before I started self-portraits, I would, um, I was living with a roommate at the time when I first started. Okay. And so I would like grab my roommate and be like, I have this idea. Like you have to just pose for me. I will, I'll pick out everything like the clothes. I'll tell you how to do your hair and your makeup uh -huh. and all of that. I'll set everything up. I just need you to be my model. Um, <laughs> and then I would do that with some of my friends as well. I would just text them and be like, Hey, can you, are you free? Like this Friday? I need to shoot, like, let's go. Mm. Um, but then it, it just got so much trying to um, coordinate all of that when I had these ideas that I really yeah. wanted to execute and I didn't want to wait on somebody to be available. Yeah. So then it became like, okay, well, I'll just learn how to shoot myself sometimes. Like, if I have an idea and I really want to get it done, because another thing about me, I'm very impatient. <laughs> so when I have an idea, I'm like, can I do it right now? Like, when is the soonest I can do it? And so, um, yeah, my self-portraits were birthed from that, from just having these ideas and not wanting to mm. wait to try to coordinate with someone else. Yeah. And just saying, like, okay, well, I'll just learn how to how to shoot myself. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's how they started. But I guess they've morphed into a way for me to um, – express myself and share pieces of myself mm. um and sometimes share things that i'm going through mm -hmm. um yeah so they've become <laughs> as well a tool of storytelling i guess yeah yeah, yeah 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 for sure where do you like i mean especially last year i guess you didn't do much you know photo shoots many photo shoots last year <laughs> um <laughs> like like most of us uh with lockdown and and just being at home and not really yeah not being able to work how did you deal with that as a creative um i guess you could do your other work from home but in terms of photography what how did you keep that inspiration going or did you just let it go for a while did you let it be what it was Yeah, I think I went the route of let it be, let it be, um, yeah. just because I find that 
So, you know, I started UX design, I think this year will be two years I've been doing it. Okay. Um, whereas previously, I worked for six years in a whole entire different field. Um, I was a chemist working at a toxicology lab. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not as fancy as it sounds. It's like testing urine, drug testing urine. That's all it is. Fun! <laughs> fun, fun, fun. Yeah. Um, I have some stories from that job. Oh, gosh. Um, but so I had that job and then photography was like my creative outlet. Yeah. And so I could pour myself creatively. I could fully pour myself into photography. Mm. Um, but then when I transitioned into UX design, mm. UX design also um, is a creative, a creative job. And so it's like I'm almost I found myself drained creatively from UX where it's like, oh my God, I don't even have the energy for mm. photography. Even if I do have ideas, taking the time to like flesh them out and do all of the things that need to be done, um, that's a lot of energy. So I was already in that space before quarantine hit, but then okay. quarantine hit and was like a double whammy, like, oh wow, like mm. I'm really just completely thrown off balance by everything. Mm. Um, so I've just been trying to... I don't know, not put pressure on myself to create because yeah. I feel like as creatives with Instagram and all the other avenues that have since sprouted um, in the last few years, I, it's almost this pressure to constantly be producing and constantly yeah. be putting stuff out yeah. and like, here's a new self-portrait, here's another new one, here's another one, here's another one, here's more portraits I've done, here's this, here's that, here's that, 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 that. And I feel like if you can keep going in that pace, then that's like awesome for you. But yeah. I, I also feel like it's okay if you feel burnt out or you feel like I don't have it in me right now mm. to take to take a step back and and get the rest that you need in order to recharge. And mm. I guess that's kind of the space um, where I'm in right now is I'm I'm more so in the recharging and just trying to get my footing and I don't know also figure out what what does photography mean to me because for a while it was I was trying to make it into a business and mm. um you know make it into something financial but I think trying to do that like I'm I don't I don't I'm not a businesswoman not at this point in my life that's just not me mm -hmm. and so it was making me lose my love of photography mm -hmm. um and so I like as you can tell I have a lot going on in my life with all these like moving parts and trying to figure them all out so i guess at the root of it all i'm just trying to give myself grace and realize that there's no timeline like yeah there's really no timeline and, yeah. and it's okay if i don't figure it out today tomorrow yeah. or even next year when i do figure it out it will make sense and it'll be right on time beautiful i love that that's it's where so many of us are uh, yeah. generally at at some point in life uh, we're all at, at like as you say there's so many moving parts and we just don't know what do we want to do which way to go and especially now with everything that went down last year um, and yeah. still is going happening um, it's I think so many creatives are in that space um, you know where we might rethink do we even keep doing want to do this or 
exactly yeah do we want to do something else do we have to pivot do we what what is going on like i mean i had that thought for sure <laughs> as well um and i've been a full-time photographer for 10 years uh and i still thought like i had moments where i thought maybe i'm am i even good at this maybe i should do something else like yeah so you're definitely not alone and i think it's so encouraging to just hear the truth from people and hear how they're really feeling about this and you know with creativity there's like two ways you can go right you can either like push through when you feel right. like i have no idea it's like let me go and find something in my house i can shoot <laughs> or like yeah. you just like trying to push yourself and that can work or you 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 can step away and yeah. just and just leave it for a while and i think depending on your situation in that moment both can work at different stages i guess yeah i went through a creative slump uh Oh uh, God, I don't even know how long ago that was. Quarantine has like completely messed up my concept of time. <laughs> it is the so 1st of March today. <laughs> yeah, anything that's happened between, I'll say like end of 2019 to now, I don't know when exactly it happened. It just was sometime between that time frame. <laughs> I don't know. But a few years back, I went through a creative slump. And mm -hmm. at that point, I decided to push through it. And so what I did was start a color challenge. Um, so each month I chose a color and I just photographed oh. whatever I saw in that color. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I have it, um, I have it up on my blog and it worked. It like helped me to have a goal and to have something I was trying to achieve mm. with my work. Um, and it helped me get through the creative slump, but this time around, it's just a little bit, it's a little bit different. It's a lot of, it's a lot more going on. Mm. Um, so rather than push through it, I'm just like taking a step back to figure it all out. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, I get, feel like this is more than just a creative slump right now. This is literally, our lives have changed and the energy around us ha is yeah. very heavy and because of everything going on. So it's, it's not just the creative question. It's so much more, isn't it? Yeah. It's just insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How has like generally lockdown been for you you're in atlanta right mm -hmm. like how has that been there um depending on who you ask well quarantine may or may not actually be happening in atlanta because oh, okay we the city is open okay. um people are still going to events people are still going to oh. clubs people are still out and about um And I mean, Ooh. I get it. I'm, well, I, so for me, I, I pick and choose. Like, um, I'll go to, you know, Target or something like that, but I don't, I'm not going to go to like a club or mm -hmm. a party where people are all on top of each other. Mm -hmm. But I also try not to be judgmental about other people's mm -hmm. lifestyles because mm -hmm. I don't know, at the end of the day, we all have our decisions to make. And mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyways, but, how I've been handling quarantine, um, I feel like when it first started, honestly, I, I was kind of depressed a little bit. Um, I was mm. sleeping a lot. Mm. Like when I would clock out of work for the day, because I've been working from home since everything kicked off with COVID. Um, but when I would get done with work, I would like sleep. Okay. When I, the weekends, I was 
sleeping. Mm -hmm. And I just got concerned because I was like, I'm spending a lot of time sleeping, but then I'm still tired. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I started researching it and found that that could be um, a symptom of like, you know, being depressed. Um, So I don't think I am clinically depressed, I guess it would be considered, but I just feel like I went through a time of being depressed. Um, But I don't know. So that's kind of how it was going when things first kicked off. But I feel like now I'm handling it a bit better. Um, I still feel like I miss the old times. I miss Mm -hmm. being able to call a friend and being like, let's go grab dinner or let's just hang out or, you know, it's my birthday. I'm doing a whole weekend of events. Now it's like, Mm -hmm. I'll call you. We can FaceTime, but we don't hang out as much as we used to. Um, so I feel like I'm handling it better, but I, I do still miss, I miss the, I, I miss our normal lives, really. Yeah, oh, I feel you, me too. <laughs> and not just quarantine and not just COVID, BLM kicking off the way it did, which obviously yeah. for you is not news, um, uh, but that it's become this global movement that it wasn't before. Um, And where people are more aware of, oh, this isn't just an American problem. It's really everywhere. And that as well, that has just added so much to what was already happening. So it's totally understand that you need to sleep and need a break from everything. Yeah, that was another big thing during quarantine that was just kind of heavy. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I'm not glad that happened, obviously, but mm. it opened up a lot of conversations that I think Black people, um, we have within ourselves, but that weren't necessarily exposed to, um, yeah. like, other races outside of our community. And so having that exposed was, um, on one side, it's nice because it's like, now you know what i'm going through as i walk through this world on a daily basis Mm. on another side it was like oh wow now i'm exposed in a way that like i don't know that i was ready to be exposed in Mm -hmm. and then on yet another side it was sad because it's like you realize how many people um just really did not know um that like I experienced life differently from you. Like Mm -hmm. you just really had no idea. Mm -hmm. And for you, this is a whole revelation when for me, it's like, this is an everyday thing I think about um, consciously and subconsciously as I'm interacting with people, as I'm in the workplace, as I'm going, you know, about my daily life. So yeah, it was, that was a lot to kind of work through as well, but yeah. Yeah. How are you doing now compared to don't know seven months ago um I feel I I, I guess I feel empowered more to speak to certain things Mm -hmm. um yeah I I guess that would summarize it I just feel more empowered to be like hey you know keep this in mind as a black woman you know this is this is a little different for me or you know I handle this differently or you know just that just it I feel more empowered to start those conversations than I probably would have in the past. You know, all of this affects you 
affects us as individuals like yeah, our yeah. our outside life affects us creatively yeah um, and yeah. the things we create and the the time we we can dedicate towards creating I feel like all of this um all of this flows into that so it, it still relates you're absolutely right it yeah it does it does it affects what you put out there who you are is the foundation of what you do and what you exactly. what you produce right it's actually how i found you through a self-portrait that you oh. made into like a photoshop art piece <laughs> um my friend shared it on instagram and it was like a beautiful portrait of you like of your face and then with like flowers and butterflies and like really really beautiful art piece and i was like yep follow <laughs> I, I like I like to see this it was so beautiful have um without going too much into detail I know you have a course on like how you do those self-portraits right but mm -hmm. like can you share a little bit of your process like or, and of your setup what does it look like do you have a remote do you jump back to your you know how do you do it practically so that my whole like setup thing has been a journey as well because when I first started out taking self-portraits I started with my Canon T3 was my very first DSLR um and so it didn't have um it doesn't like now my camera has wi-fi so I connect it to my phone and I use my phone as my remote right. um that's my current setup I'm looking to graduate from that eventually because even that's becoming a hassle Canon if you're listening please improve your um your app please um, but yeah, when I started out with the T3, I didn't have Wi-Fi and I didn't get one of those, um, little independent remotes. So yeah. I would do the whole, set my camera on like a, a timer. I think it was like five second or no, two second or 10 second timer, press the trigger and then run and pose and, and take like five shots at a time and then go <laughs> run back to the camera, push it again, run back and, and pose again. So That was a fun time in life. Um, <laughs> got my cardio in for sure. But yeah, now I use my phone as my remote. Um, and for, I don't know, for my self-portrait, I kind of handle it as I would any portrait session. Yeah. I tend to build from the outside in. Um, and so I start with my inspiration and my inspiration can come from a multitude of places. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so I start like by thinking the bigger picture like what's the overall mood or vibe I want to go for and then you know what's the setting gonna be and then from there like how do I fit into the setting okay. what does my clothing look like and how does that mesh with the setting and all of that and then you know zoom in even more to what does the posing look like look like what like how's my light gonna factor into it um and that's kind of how I build the whole story and I go into detail about all of that in my um it's now self-paced course on um clickphotoschool.com but that's that's kind of how I build really any session uh that I do and I just translate that into my self-portrait work as well weird question do you mm -hmm. also sweat a lot when you take self-portraits because <laughs> I do <laughs> Are you sweating from like the moving back and forth or just kind of is it the pressure of it i think I it's like... the, i think it's the pressure because i've also taken self-portraits naked so it can't be like the moving like or like uh -huh. it's not really hot it's literally just i don't know it's like the pressure and like or maybe like the positioning and then like mm -hmm. trying to look at my 
remote and the little live view. Uh-huh. But then I, I it's I really sweat so much. I'm like, maybe it's just is it just me then? Okay, it's just me. <laughs> I find sometimes people like feel this pressure behind self-portraits and I get it. I do. Yeah. Um but I feel like self-portraits are actually should have the least amount of pressure because at the end of the day, no one knows you took those photos except for you and the camera. And like the camera isn't going to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. So the way I feel is if I took 300 photos and like I only have three keepers, no one has to know that 297 of those photos did not work out. Like I will just delete them, pretend they don't exist. <laughs> that, you know, whatever happened in those photos, that wasn't me. Like these three photos where I look really good, like this is me. Like mm-hmm. the photos where I look the best, that's the true me. Mm-hmm. The photos where I look constipated or like I unflattering or I was cross-eyed or, you know, I just, my body didn't look the best. That's not really me. That that's not real. Camera capturing me at that moment. I wasn't prepared. That's all it was. So I'm just going to delete, delete, delete. No one knows. Look at these three over here. They're beautiful. They're gorgeous. Let's admire them together because that's me. <laughs> And like that, so there's no pressure. There's no pressure. It's just you. Who else has to know besides you? You know, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I, that's, that is a very good point. But how, do you find that, is that, is that, does that come easy to you? That kind of confidence and self-love? Just like listening to you say that right now. I know that when I look at my self-portraits, I'm like, ah, so like uh-huh. sometimes, yeah, so critical, so frustrated even like taking the self-portraits have they changed how you view yourself um yeah I would say yeah so I feel like the way I think about it now has just come over time like the more I do it the more I realize what the situation is and what it isn't Mm -hmm. so for instance when I go into a portrait session when I'm photographing someone else Mm -hmm. um I know that, you know, I, I take so many photos, but not everyone is going to work. Like, it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be the best of the best, right? Um, and those are the ones that I'm going to show to them or that I'm going to put out to the world. So over time, I've just realized, like, I should apply that same min- mindset to my self-portrait. Not mm-hmm. every photo is going to be a winner. Mm-hmm. Not every photo is even going to be a keeper. Mm-hmm. Um and that's that's totally okay Mm -hmm. and then over time i've also um realized like what my flaws and what my insecurities are Mm -hmm. and you you kind of have to come to terms with them when you're doing self-portraits so Mm -hmm. like for me my skin is one i don't have perfect flawless skin and i already know that i'm gonna have to edit my portraits Mm -hmm. my Mm self-portraits like edit my skin um so now it's not like when it's time to edit, I'm not like, oh, God, look at that pimple. Oh, God, look, like, oh, I have to. Do. I'm just like, oh, okay, I know that I'm going to have to do, 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 do. I'm going to have to fix this stuff. Yeah. Um, or same with, like, posing. I know that there are certain poses that, like, are just not flattering for my body. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> instead of harping on, like, oh, I can't do this pose or I can't do that pose, mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on these are the poses that I know will make my body look good, or mm-hmm. these are the things I know my body can do. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go lean into that um, and focus on the things that like are bomb about me instead of the things that are like less than or yeah. things that are insecurities or flaws. Like 
I don't know. It's okay. We all have flaws. We all have insecurities. Um, but how can you learn to love the entirety of yourself versus those few things that are less than, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's guess- kind of how I think about it. Mm, I guess that's a learning curve as well with the yeah so so I I feel like people a question I get is like how are you so confident or um I don't like there's this assumption that I'm just like the most confident person in the world and it's like "Eh, I'm not (laughs) I'm I'm not uh I'm not the most confident person in the world I definitely have my times it's just um I push through them and just keep keep photographing myself through it because I don't know because I I love I love I love creating self-portraits I love sharing my self-portraits so that trumps those times when I'm feeling less confident you don't have to feel super confident to start taking Mm self-portraits um I would say just start and then as you keep doing it the process will get easier just like with anything else yeah do you find that they are actually, they actually help with the confidence and that the self-portraits are like a tool for self-love as well? Like the more you do it, the maybe the different you see, the more different you see yourself. Is that English? <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, think, I think, yeah, it, it, it increases your self-acceptance, hopefully. Um, I'm not going to say that, you know, it's, I'm not going to say it's a miracle worker, but I feel like it, for me, at least it did increase my Mm self-acceptance, which as a result, like your self-love does increase because you're accepting yourself more and you're like, this is who I am. This is what I have to offer. This is what I look like. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I love this photo of me. I love me in this photo. I love me. So yeah, I feel like it does help. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that. That was really insightful, really inspiring for me as well, because it's just something I started in the last few months, literally just in lockdown, <laughs> uh, doing okay. doing proper self-portraits, not selfies on the phone, you know, here and there, mm-hmm. like a snap, but actually with my camera, a mm-hmm. remote and like trying to create something creative and that's something that's in my head what I would do with clients but just with myself so um I'm really interested in that and how other people do it and approach it how they feel about it so that's been really inspiring quick note though um don't let not having a DSLR or like a nice camera make you feel like oh I can't do this because you totally can um I've done self-portraits on my cell phone as well mm-hmm. um, which sometimes I find it easier to set up because it's like mm-hmm. I have my little tripod for my um, phone but you can even still do it handheld you can just do like yeah. from a shoulders up self-portrait or from a waist up self-portrait mm-hmm. I feel like it's more about your intention that changes it from a selfie to a self-portrait but yeah. yeah don't yes. don't let that hold you back guys you can still do it with the cell phone for sure Definitely. And you don't even need a tripod. I don't have a phone no. tripod. I built a book tripod <laughs> for, um, <laughs> for like, I, for my phone, basically. Yeah. I love, I've gotten, I've been, there's been times where I'm just like grabbing random items and I'm like just leaning my phone like, okay, if I just lean my phone just like this and it balances, okay, perfect. And then I have to do the whole like push and run and pose and then come back. 
but yeah you can make it work with anything you have absolutely thank you so much for like sharing how you make it work how you create those thank you for sharing a little bit of your journey and your passion and how you're feeling about photography and non-photography things <laughs> thank you for thank inviting you. me to do this it was a huge pleasure to just meet you face to face thank you <laughs> thank you You're listening to Floy Insider, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs who want a fresh perspective on business, communication and art. What did you enjoy most about this conversation? One of my favorite takeaways was that it is okay to pivot, to feel lost even for a while and not fix your identity to a title. You are more than just one thing and if you feel like there are many ways you want to express yourself, then do that. There is this notion that doing multiple things makes you a jack of all trades and that's a bad thing, but it isn't. If you are creative, you are likely to be interested in a lot of different things. So follow that curiosity, break out of the box, throw it away, create a life that feels right to you. And I love that Chanel was so open with this part of her life of not having all the answers and clear direction at the moment. Not only is this something a lot of us can relate to, me included, but I believe we can all heal from being honest to ourselves and to others. I hope this encouraged and inspired you. Don't forget to subscribe to Flow Insider and share if you enjoyed today's episode.